0: This is Dream Queen, your inner galactic tour guide to tranquility, beaming you up to altered states of consciousness for peace, power, and purpose. And I'm Renata Byrne, your Dream Queen host and soul guide. Relax, fasten your metaphorical seatbelt, and enjoy the ride. welcome to dream queen the wisdom seeker's guide to higher mind we'll be exploring how the altered state of consciousness can serve as a pathway to personal power and planetary peace we'll delve into the origins of a diverse range of methods designed to initiate healing expand awareness and find inner bliss there'll be plenty of offerings for you to enjoy such as guided meditations, hypnotic inductions, and manifestation practices, to name a few. And we'll be hearing from special guests from the fields of spirituality, science, the arts, philosophy, psychology, global wisdom traditions, and embodiment practices. The altered state of consciousness is both a pleasurable and relaxing experience with so many benefits. It can encourage better sleep, reduce anxiety and depression, help overcome trauma, control pain, increase mobility, rebalance hormones, and improve immunity. It can also promote the experience of timelessness and presence referred to in certain meditation systems as the eternal now. It is deeply nourishing and rejuvenating on a cellular level, and it's easily accessed by dropping into lower brainwave frequencies such as the theta state, where the mind rests somewhere between sleep and wakefulness, a sort of twilight zone. It's a perfectly natural state that every human being encounters on a daily basis, for example at the kitchen sink or the driving wheel, when body and mind switch into autopilot until suddenly you realise the dishes are done or you have arrived at your destination. The ancients have long recognized and mobilized the healing power of this state. Today, the gap between conventional medicine and the ancient ways is narrowing. The latter is certainly enjoying a revival, and it's no longer uncommon for allopathic doctors to prescribe what was once considered alternative. Whereas the one-size-fits-all Western approach tends towards symptomatic treatment using drugs and surgery, traditional medicine is more holistic, offering a personalized treatment for the individual. Mind-body practices like yoga, tai chi, and mindfulness therapies are now well established as legitimate methods for health management and empirical studies into plant medicine as a psychotherapeutic treatment are well underway. This is all very good news. The altered state of consciousness is not exclusive to any one system but forms a crucial component of the body-mind approach, understanding the relationship between body and mind as a single, integrated unit. It's based on the premise that health can be restored without the need for ongoing pharmaceutical use or going under the knife. But perhaps the most intriguing aspect of the altered state is how it widens our perception to engage with the deeper layers of our being that transcend preconceived ideas. This restful state brings a wake-up call to the limitless potential of the human experience. Here we find a learning zone, an inner teacher offering insight and revelation into our blind spots, blockages, and even ancestral wounding that holds us back from living into our full capacity. It is a portal, a conduit to our innate source of natural wisdom for self-actualization, heightened creativity, and even the development of superhuman abilities, a concept not unfamiliar to tribal people and those living in close communion with the land, like the aboriginals, shamanic communities, and Indian mystics. Modern-day gurus like Wim Hof, the Iceman, and neuroscientist Dr. Joe Dispenza have caught on to it. Their works have proven that the so-called ordinary person can attain extraordinary new reaches beyond regular comprehension. The early 20th century saw the birth of Sigmund Freud's psychoanalysis and with it followed the visionary Carl Gustav Jung. He developed the concept of the collective unconscious to define an inherent universal symbolism of archetypes common to all humanity. The idea is that a segment of the deepest unconscious mind is genetically inherited rather than being shaped by personal experience, a sort of hardwired ancestral memory. Hmm, maybe this has something to do with why cats are so afraid of cucumbers. <laughs> Have you heard? But I digress. The point being that the altered state of consciousness is a doorway to this collective or unified field of information and by definition to the subtle energetic realms. If none of this makes sense to you right now, please don't despair. All will be revealed as the Dream Queen journey unfolds. As we dive deeper into the perennial puzzle of consciousness, let's turn to ancient philosophy's microcosm-macrocosm analogy, where truths about the nature of the cosmos as a whole may be inferred from truths about human nature, and vice versa. In other words, it suggests there is a reflective order to all of existence. As above, so below. Outer space, inner space. I hope I'm starting to make sense. Now according to physicists and cosmologists like the late great Stephen Hawking, it's difficult to say whether the universe is infinite, as only a finite portion of it is observable. However what has been confirmed is that it is ever expanding. And so, might we assume the same is true for the inner universe of the mind? Similarly, fractal geometry offers some parallels. Microscopic investigations into natural matter, such as the fern leaf and the cumulus cloud, have shown what appears to be an infinitely recurring iteration of identical form within itself. And in mathematics, we find the Fibonacci sequence, a naturally occurring sequence of numbers that can be found everywhere in nature, from the number of leaves on a tree to the shape of a seashell. One such sequence, the Golden Ratio, also known as the Divine Proportion, is commonly employed in the field of design for its harmonious and aesthetically pleasing composition. A case of art imitating life? These theories, along with others too involved to go into for now, point to the idea of an interconnected and infinitely resonating spectrum of existence. We are part of that picture. From time immemorial, mankind has strived to find the answers to the existential questions about life, the universe, and everything. But on the most fundamental level, aren't we all just searching for greater fulfillment? And it seems this search is prompted by fleeting flashes of joy that fade all too quickly in the face of challenge, fear, and disillusionment. Now, more than ever, humanity is in crisis. Mental health issues have reached an all-time high. Climate change is devastating ecosystems. And of course, we're living in a global pandemic. It is a time of great socio-political division infused with artificial distractions and a continual bombardment of information, true and fake. Closed off in lockdown with restricted access to the outside world, our inner world suffers too. Our inner environment is moderated by the autonomic nervous system, our natural survival mechanism. When this is thrust into overdrive, we lose touch with the very source of our being. Indeed, what these difficult times have highlighted is a great forgetting, that of our sacred nature. We are not separate, but part of the great biosphere of nature. When we abandon the sacred, we disown ourselves. Perhaps herein lies a deeper pandemic of the modern world, a sickness of the soul no less. In yogic philosophy, we are said to be living in the Kali-yuga, the age of darkness and chaos. For all its many beneficial technological advances, the industrial age has not delivered a panacea for our ills, perhaps quite the contrary. And it begs the question, is source consciousness itself now demanding a restoration to balance? The potential of human consciousness is to connect, to create, to love and not just to survive but to thrive. As a race we have ventured into the outermost reaches of the universe looking for answers to the nature of existence. The inner galactic journey is a search for answers to the nature of reality. Inscribed over the oracle at Delphi are the words, Know thyself. It's a good place to start, don't you think? And, I think, the route back home to Source. The ultimate truth. But before we go deeper into the practices, I'd like to share a little of my personal story and motivations behind Dream Queen and my background relevant to these explorations. I was brought up a Catholic and introduced to the notion of a God. But leaving the convent school to make my way in life, I soon realized I'd been indoctrinated into a narrow viewpoint. By my 20s, I had strayed into paganism and received my initiation as a Wiccan witch. I can't say it was the most light-filled or well-intentioned environment, but it opened my mind to the numerous mystical pathways out there and set me on the road to further spiritual development and the healing arts. Several decades later, I've settled as a yoga teacher, a hypnotherapist, psychic and energy worker. Initially, a journalist with an education in modern languages I still write and enjoy ongoing ontological studies. My most recent include the ancient language of Sanskrit, as well as working with mind-expanding, heart-opening indigenous plant medicines, ayahuasca and huachuma in the sacred valley of Peru. But far from what might seem like a linear progression to the work I do now, I also once led a high-octane lifestyle in the entertainment industry, It was fun and challenging, but eventually the highs of the high life brought me crashing to the lows of exhaustion and burnout. After creatively carving out a niche for myself in the big city of London for some 15 years, I was forced to give it all up in order to preserve my sanity. With this ending came a sense of failure, low self-esteem, and loss of purpose. It was the first time in my life I didn't have a plan. I felt lost, anxious, started to suffer from panic attacks, and then severe body pain. I have to admit I did consider that the best escape route from my suffering might be to exit this mortal coil. But when push came to shove, I knew I couldn't do it so I was faced with the choice to sink or swim. It was one of those monumental turning points in life. Thankfully, I chose to hang on in there and paddle fast. In my desperation, I even prayed to what by then had become an obsolete god. Then, one evening in a yoga class, lying in the final resting pose, Shavasana, I became aware of a distinct voice whispering in my ear. This is what you should be doing, it said. At first I thought, yes, I need to rest more. But then another idea dawned. I loved yoga. It made me feel better. It still does, even if for just 90 minutes a week. I enjoyed using my body, like in my youth, as a dancer. Except with yoga, there was no pressure to perform. This is what I'm meant to do, came to be my new mantra. My purpose, to share the magical healing practice of yoga. So I packed my bags and left for the medicinal rainforests of Bali to a yoga teacher training that would guide me on the path of self-recovery and deeper into the work I do today. Looking back, I now understand that pain is the body's metaphysical way of communicating what needs redress. Well, in my case, it certainly seems like a plausible notion. And I continue peeling away the layers of my own proverbial onion. It's definitely a process, and one which never ceases to amaze and enlighten. But perhaps the most important thing I've learned from my diverse adventures is the beauty and simplicity of living in the spirit of reciprocity. When we act with compassion towards ourselves, others, and all of nature, new gateways of understanding open to us and life takes on a serendipitous quality. It almost feels as if stepping stones are being laid out ahead guiding us in the right direction and timely coincidences occur to confirm the passage. Some call this the flow state. Our old friend Jung coined the term synchronicity. However we define it, we feel a sense of being supported by a higher power, giving us the courage and confidence to walk our walk and talk our talk one conscious breath at a time. If you suffer, or if you simply wonder what it means to be human, what it means to be you, if you long to feel truly alive and deeply connected, the good news is you've landed in the right place. We each have the ability to transform our experience of reality and be a positive force for change in the world. When we retreat from the outer noise, the voice inside can be heard, and your radiant truth emerge. May Dream Queen be one such stepping stone along your own path of self-discovery. It is my heartfelt desire that the wisdoms contained in this podcast illuminate your mind or at the very least offer pause for thought i can't guarantee you'll develop superpowers or attain enlightenment that's up to you in the next episode we'll launch into a guided practice to give you a flavor of the altered state of consciousness as you embark upon your journeys through inner time and space For now, I'll leave you with an extract from a poem that captures the Dream Queen theme quite beautifully. Feminine Flowers of Consciousness Bloom by Alana Bliss from The Psychedelic Mysteries of the Feminine. Mystic memories flow out of me like the blood of my red flower cycling of femininity. We are the carriers of the seed, the sacred soil planting future beings. Womb reflections mirror the essence of creation, cosmic seat of initiation spiraling procreation. From within the fertility of cosmic seeds, we find our destiny unfolding perfectly diving into deepened states of being, consciousness expanding and contracting. We commune with the Great Mother, attracting nurturing energy indefinitely. We surf the waves of destiny. We find flow enchanting, so we ride it like lightning across the sky of infinite potentiality. This is Dream Queen dreaming new realities into being. Stay attuned.